The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm chapter 23. Uh, we have been looking last couple episodes uh, these first couple of verses, and so I'm going to read it, but then we'll pick up where we left off yesterday. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we're going to pick up in verse number four. We just talked about, obviously, you go to the first verse, you talk about the Lord, the creator of the universe, God, Jehovah, is my shepherd, my protector, my provider, my leader, my guide. Therefore, I shall not want. He, he maketh me, in many cases, forces me to lie down in green pastures. They are green pastures. They are comfortable places, but many times forces me to stop and, and see what's going on. He leads me beside calm, still waters. Then he restores my soul, leading me in the path of righteousness. All of his work to me is done to encourage, done to strengthen, done to restore me in the things that I am doing for him in my daily journey and throughout Christian life. And so um, those are the couple of verses we've looked at this point. Then we continue on in verse 4 to what many consider the most ominous verse of Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So let's just take an examination of what we're looking at. Obviously, we're looking at the valley. So when you, you know, in, in Christian preachers have often done that. Uh, we talk about it through scripture. We talk about mountaintop experiences and valley times. And the idea is when you're on a mountaintop, you can see everything. You can, you can see what's coming. You can see the other mountaintop. And everything seems beautiful because generally you're above everything. And so uh, you're, you're conquered. You, you don't have that. You know, you basically have reached the peak of where you're going to be at that part of your journey. And there's not a lot of battles because you can see everything. But then you have to go down into the valley to get to the next mountain peak. The next part where Jesus is working in your life, the next victory, and so you got to go down into the valley. And the struggle with the valley is just by nature. There's a lot of things about valleys you have to look at. Um, let's say at nighttime, how dark would it be? You know, on the mountaintop, yeah, it's dark at nighttime, but there's not a lot of trees, not a lot of coverage. You just really get to see the stars. In the valley, you're still covered with trees, maybe forests. Um, in the valley, there's going to be potential of a lot of other animals or dangers that could come out on. You don't know what's there. Um, frankly, especially at nighttime, you're only going to be able to see a very short distance. And so, yea, though I walk, I'm going to walk through this valley. And he calls it the shadow of death. Some, you know, we, we reference this and often use, rightfully so, this passage at funerals, which is really a truly um, literal um, example of what this verse is, say, the verse is saying. But the verse itself references more than just at our time at death or our time when that time in our life comes or when we're dealing with scenarios where people in our family have gone through those things. Uh, this deals with so many different aspects. Valley shadow of death is an ominous time and, and it can deal with so many different things. Uncertainty, fear, frustration, anger, um, discouragement, it can deal with when people are attacking us, when God is moving in different seasons, when nothing seems to work. This is just referencing those times where you just 
really need God's strength. Uh, we referenced the verse that we used for our, our theme verse for this podcast. Psalm 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now, the unique thing about the idea of a lamp and a light, the lamp, uh, we use a flashlight today, which probably gives a little more light than, say, a lamp would. A lamp would only give enough light for you to be able to see a few feet. And even a flashlight today, and you know, they get more and more bright, but generally speaking, a flashlight, if you're in, in a dense valley, a flashlight's not going to give you enough vision to be able to see a thousand yards or enough vision to be able to see what's coming a quarter mile down. You know, on a mountaintop, you can see for miles. I find it intriguing. I've gone down to uh, uh, in the Chamonix State Park several times, and you go down to the river. One of the things that intrigues me is if you stand on the river right there in the Chamonix State Park, you can see Center City, Philadelphia. That's, that's what, 20-some miles, 23, 24 miles from here? And it just blows your mind when you think about how far you're looking. It's not that big of a deal. When you're in mountains, you can see for long distances. In the valley, you cannot. In the valley, you see basically as far as the lamp or light you're holding, in our case, a flashlight, would give. So you have limited distance. And so the problem is you have to place even greater trust in God because God says, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen, you know, two years from now, a year from now, or even three months from now. I, I've given you enough information for today. And then when today's over and tomorrow I'll wake up, you'll have enough information. It's the idea of grace. You know, God gives us enough grace for today. Uh, sufficient to the days of the evil thereof. God gives us enough grace to deal with the battles and the evil today. And then when tomorrow comes, he'll give us grace for tomorrow. And then he'll give us grace for the next day. Many of us are living in the anxiety and fear of Friday or in the anxiety of fear of next Wednesday. And all, and, and, and all of these things coming. And yes, there's, you know, we have deadlines and that's a little different, but fearful of what might happen, all these things, we don't know. What we do know is that God is already in Friday, Saturday, next Monday, Tuesday. God's already in those times. He's already there. He's already got the grace for me, but I won't receive it till I get there. So when I walk, I have to understand, yeah, there's go I'm not going to really always know what's coming, and, and I won't deny the fact it's frustrating. In fact, it sometimes is, can be a little scary and a little disconcerting. You wonder, Lord, I'm used to, this is very different than I'm used to. The way I'm approaching this is different. I'm used to having a larger vision or a longer vision, and I'm, I'm down to, Lord, today. Okay, I can serve you today, and I can, or I, can, I have answers in prayer for today. And it's discouraging because it, it, so it can be limited. But what it does, from my experience, is it forces me to focus my attention on God for that day. It focuses me to focus my attention more on Him than I would, excuse me, the events or circumstances of life. It focuses me to say, you know what, I don't know what's coming Thursday. I don't know. You know. I have my plans tomorrow. Thursday, my schedule, I come in and, and uh, I work on Sunday morning messages. I prepare for my devotional uh, for this. Um, and I spend most of my morning in that. Oh, I try to spend all my morning in that. Sermon preparation, devotional, reading books, study, just preparing my heart and the message for the coming Sunday. And I spend all morning in it. And Thursdays, even in the afternoon, pretty much all of my day is focused on study, prayer, and preparation. And then Friday, same thing. I, I put, you know, I've got study prep to it, but I devote pretty much 80% of both of my days the next two days on that. Now, the problem comes in when those days have interruptions. It just kind of changes everything. You know, I, I, that's, I don't know what's coming tomorrow. There, there have been days when I make that plan and I show up and there's just no way to get any of it done. I've had days where I get here, you know, sometimes early, I'm preparing, I'm studying, and then things happen and they're, they're not, lack of not lack of organization, just the way the day has turned out that I leave the end of the day and I'm not one step closer to the weekend than I was. You know, God's, God's got a plan, it's okay. That happens in a lot of things. We wake up and we love to be able to plan our day. It gives us a level of control, but faith is not control. 
Faith is putting your trust in someone who has control and giving it to him. It's not always the easiest thing to do, but I tell you, the excitement of faith, when, you know, we hear the stories of, of the blessings of people walked out in faith, look what happened. Man, I can't wait to do that. But a lot of times we hear those stories, we forget all the times these people spent in prayer without really a whole lot of clear direction. That's what we're talking about here. Yea, though I walk through those times in our life, my life, when I don't have as much clear direction as I'd like. I, I don't know how God's going to answer this prayer, how God's going to deal with this in my family, or how God's going to answer here, what he's going to do. But I'm going to... You know, what does he say? He said, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your shaft, you cut me. The direction you give me, the the protection you give me not to go the wrong direction. You continue to guide me. When I go the wrong direction, you come graciously guide me back to where I need to be. This is what he's offering to us, because he's there. And I think none of us would theologically deny the fact that God is there. We all would say, yes, we know, based upon this verse and in Hebrews, where he says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, and other passages similar to that. We would all theologically admit immediately, we know God is here, we know God is present, we know God is working. We know that. But practically, when we're de- not just what we have to, what we say, because we know the truth, practically living, it's a very, very different story. It takes, it takes more time in prayer. It takes more time with God as we wait to see how God is going to work us through this different season. Please remember Ecclesiastes, Solomon, remember the wisest man to ever live. He's towards the end of his life, and he's looking back over life. And Honestly, most Ecclesiastes is very discouraging when you look at the passage because you have a man who had all the wealth, all the money, all the fame, all the women, everything that the world says is great, and he said it's all empty. It's vanity, vexation of spirit. But what he did talk about is he talked about in, in life there are multiple seasons and, you know, we always love every part of every, you know, we love different parts of seasons. I, I, my wife jokes about the fact she loves spring, her favorite one, because uh, new life has begun. You come out of winter and you see all of the flowers growing. But yet, see, spring does not like her because she has horrible problems with allergies. And so she loves spring, but spring hates her. I love summer. Fall's my favorite season, but I prefer, I, I will take excessive heat over cold any day. And I love it. I love being on the sun. The problem is I love that so much, but I just don't like to drink water. I get dehydrated quickly. So I'm out and I love all the summer, but then I'll walk in and I'm like, I get sick because I don't take into account that I need to be wiser in doing this. And it gets too hot. I'm like, oh, I like it. But you know, we can look at the parts of the season we love, but every one of them has a negative. We live in a sinful world. Winter is wonderful. It was cold. Summer is, is, is freeing, but hot. You know, Spring's got allergies and fall's got leaves. And we can talk about all of the things that we don't like. And that's the key. Is, am I going to focus my attention on the good of the season God has me in and grow through that season? Or am I going to focus my attention on all the things that are overwhelming me? tell you, it is a daily decision. It goes back to the passage in Corinthians where Paul tells the church, he says, I bring my thoughts into captivity, every thought to the obedience of Jesus. I, I don't allow my thoughts to roam to things that I cannot control, and that may not be of the Lord. It may be of my own anxiety and flesh or of Satan, and I just I, I bring it all into captivity to the truth I know of Jesus and his love for me and his grace for me. And his direction, I follow that. It's a choice I make every day and often more than once a day. I encourage you to be able to do your best to make that focus and to keep our attention on Jesus. It is one of the most important things we can do in whatever season God, God has us in. I tell you, I hope that this truth is encouragement. I know it has been for me even this morning as I looked at it. And um, it is unique how the Bible, Word of God speaks to you in times 
differently when you need it. And truly, many of us in these day and age need truths like this. And so I hope it's an encouragement. I hope it's a help. And I hope that you're having a good day and hope you have a great rest of your day. And again, I hope you'll come tonight. I hope you'll join us uh, at 7 o'clock here on property for youth group, for kids club. There's nursery. There's an adult Bible study. Very much more laid back than our Sunday services. Great time to ask questions. And I hope you come. I hope you come tonight and just fellowship with God's people. I know it's tiring to come, but there's a refreshing behind it. So I hope you can if you make a point to be here tonight. We start at 7 and we look forward to having you. If not, I hope you'll join us online at 7 o'clock on our website or YouTube or Facebook. Thanks for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.